0: Hey podcast, welcome back. My name is Jasmine Wonders. I am one of your co-hosts along with RJ Rome. Before we jump straight into the episode, I want to take a second to say thank you for being here. And if you enjoy this podcast, subscribe, leave us a comment on social with your thoughts. And now to the episode.
1: interviewing Naomi E.
2: Lloyd today. Welcome, Naomi. Hi there. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's a Sunday evening in the UK and uh, yeah, I've been looking forward to talking to you all day.
1: How are things in the UK these days? I know we have some pandemic cool. issues over here, major issues in New Jersey where we are, so how is it over there?
2: I- I can imagine, and I'm a bit of a Bon Jovi fan, so I, I watch, I've watch. i been watching his... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a mad Bon Jovi fan, so uh, I, I'm boosting things. We've got some amazing musicians over there. So, yeah, I've been watching his... Uh... His, uh, his little live um um audio with the songs he's been ringing, uh, singing about and writing about what's going on for you guys over there. So yeah, uh, yeah, we, we have we have a lot of, uh, of difficulties over here as well. Um, we, we're kind of easing, we're easing restrictions, but it's a bit it's, it's a bit of a shame in a way the way that it, the, the sort of atmosphere I, I would say because when when we first went into lockdown, everybody was really united to like come together, and as soon as we started, uh, you know changing things around a bit and, and there's a real um debate going on with everybody some don't want to send their kids back to school and some people are desperate to get out and so it's uh, it feels a bit like we've gone to our brexit situation all over again <laughs> but am mm. not being too critical <laughs> not good not good not good no no but...
0: so full-time you're a photographer right
2: i am yes yes how did you yes, get into so... that well, my my husband comes from a family of photographers and um many yeah many years ago when I had my when we had our first child uh, 15, 15 years ago yeah he's 15 next week um I just uh, I just really wanted to sort of explore the creative um, like energy that would sort of uh, inside of me, I don't, I don't, it was just a real feeling that I, I thought I could give this a go. He, my husband, noticed that I, I seemed to have a good, like, perspective with the camera, and um, and I, I'd, I'd been in sales and marketing already, so I thought, oh, I'd like to set my own business, something I can keep control of, and I, I love. Um, I'm, I'm such a romantic, so the idea of, of being able to capture that and people's love stories, and it, it's been actually, it's been an amazing uh, sort of. Um, Experience I can sort of transfer into writing because okay. uh, I, I photograph uh, people, uh, people they are pregnant at the end of their pregnancy, getting ready to, eat, eat, um, you know, have their baby, and I, I might photograph their weddings. So you're kind of following somebody's story, so their love story, and their journey together. Um, and when you're photographing them, you get to know people and, and make you know lovely friendships out of it. And uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely it's definitely embedded into my consciousness of my writing now. It's, all, all my themes in my writing are very much about uh, bonds and connections and uh, and diamonds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have like this diamond philosophy that I've kind of really embedded into my uh, into my stories. So uh, yeah, they, they 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 do go together very well, actually. <laughs> can you explain your your diamond? Um, oh, there, yeah. That you're talking about? Yes, actually, yes, I can. I'll, I'll, I'll certainly try. Um, so. It, it, it's funny i don't know i, I know your fellow author then um, when i when i first started writing the, the tandra series which is the series that i am working on now and i've got two of the books out and number three should be out soon um it came to me in a dream like it was a lot of authors, this idea and i kept seeing um in my in my dream i kept seeing these recurring dream these um these beautiful, sort of beautiful people in this beautiful like utopian world that had an um, eyes that um, instead of like pupils, like I was more like these pulsating uh, diamonds, and um, I, I just couldn't understand why. But I had this real, this real feeling that I had to write this story about this, of this other world, and uh, and um, so I, I, I set about um, just writing that that this the story, and this is going back quite a few years ago now, it's taken me a long time to bring it together, an awful lot of world building and stuff like um, But in, in that process, I actually started doing a lot of research into diamonds themselves, um, like go digging a lot deeper into the way that diamonds are formed and, and the diamond industry itself, and it was just a very unbelievable journey that I kind of went on to, but I decided to start writing a book about diamonds at the same time while I was doing the research and I just it was just a, a, a lot about energy and energy connections in my in my theories as well quite metaphysical and this was this experience uh, of writing candle, but at the same time writing about diamonds it just kind of led me on this journey that I almost didn't feel like I was I was in control of where I i would a door just kept opening i i interviewed um a gentleman in london about um his feelings about diamonds before i knew it there was all these sort of philosophies coming out about how diamonds parallel the, the journey of the diamond parallels a lot of our love journeys in life and our, our life journeys and it just it, it, it probably i'm not I'm not sure explaining that that, that well but I'll, I'll try um and before I knew it, I was I I was travelled to Amsterdam. I got involved in a charity that is um, trying to end human trafficking. I went over to India with my camera to uh, photograph um, girls that uh, have been rescued from human trafficking over there. And and the, and the themes of uh, sort of strength and resilience um, that comes out of those the, the kind of stories that I just kept coming across uh, just just kept coming to me, and I just I felt like I had to follow it. Um, so when you think about a diamond, it's the, it's a, you know, the hardest substance in, uh, in the earth. And it, it's all also, um, uh, carbon, not, uh, carbon, from the, and, you know, we talk about star-crossed lovers and, and how actually, uh, humans are, are also like carbon as well. And if you think about our long journeys in our, in our, in our lives, as we, as we go along and we have, we can get all these kinks and, uh, and 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 parts of us that, that that shape the way that we are. So when you think about a diamond, uh, you know they they billions and billions of years under the earth, under an intense amount of pressure and heat, and then eventually when they come to the surface. Um, uh, the people will then take they, they go on this whole journey to the diamond polisher to, to the factory, and they and they're shaped until and they're shaped and they're polished until they can re- reveal their ultimate light, their brilliance. And that's how I very much. Uh, to see people and their journeys through life and that it, when you really align yourself with the person that's going to allow you to to reflect your inner light and your brilliance that you you really do find that troop your happiness that i think we're all searching for and this is the story that i built into tandro these the star cross lovers from two different worlds and times and and she's from a world where people are made from diamonds and he's from um 1865 in South Africa with you know big big stories about diamonds over there um and and, and when she comes to earth she has to learn how to be human because she's from this other world where there's it's, it's very controlling world where you're not allowed to love and and you're supposed to be this independent person that that um that doesn't give their energy away um and yeah and the more and more she's she meets she, meet, she spent time with her soulmate and um, trying to stay with him and become human the more she realizes that true light comes when you when you when you allow yourself to 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 express your um emotions and you and you find that way to link together and then you become even even you can you know, find even more light in yourself and and that's what love is, though. A long way of describing it. Apologies for that. <laughs> That's
1: okay. I, I find it intriguing because I think that a diamond means something different to everyone. And I think you, you perfectly explained your theory. Um, and I know you had mentioned um, the trafficking, the women yeah. trafficking. And yeah. I know you're involved with um, You Can Free Us. Can yeah. you tell a little bit about what that organization does?
2: Oh, it's an incredible organisation. Yes, uh, it was uh, founded by Suje Jean, uh, who's actually a survivor of the um, 9-11 um, tragedy. And uh, he's originally from India, uh, but he, was, uh, he and his wife were both in the towers that day, and luckily, amazingly, they both survived against um, all the odds. And uh, he felt inspired at that point that he'd been saved um, by a policeman, unfortunately he didn't make it, that he would... You know that he'd been put in he'd been buried under and 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 uh, under the rubble, and he needed to find. Now that he'd been saved, to go and save other people that were also. Um, buried and put in darkness, and uh, it was a, it was through a photography assignment that I was doing in, in London that I met uh, Sujo's uh, business partner, Chris Anderson, who's an incredible woman, it, just unbelievable, huge hearts that are trying to make a difference and 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 bring to light what's really going on the darkness that is very much still going on in the world which the, the witches, modern slavery, and it's the, the, um, the they're working very much in their. The, in India, Poland, and and around the world, um, to to try and uh, to to bring to bring the the, the bring the, the darkness to the surface, and so that we can uh, um, you know not turn away from the reality that we don't always want to see. So um, it was when I, and this is a this is a point when I was really deep into research of, about diamonds and this. And this um, uh, and now a metaphor that i was tra- i was uh, working on trying to understand about um how how uh, particular fluorescent diamonds these are diamonds that uh, are often considered not very um, not very, not as valuable because they're not perfect uh, in in terms of when you use the, the, the term perfect in a, in, a, in a diamond industry term uh, and the reason they're not perfect because they've uh, accumulated all these on their journeys they've accumulated different elements inside them but um, which is considered not as pure. But I actually, they're my favourite type of diamonds. I think they're absolutely wonderful because you put them under ultraviolet light and they glow blue, and that's then revealing their inner energies and the different elements that's been absorbed inside of them. So we came up with this, uh, this, uh, this kind of lovely story that um, when I was to go over there, that um, we would we make this story about these girls that had been rescued from human trafficking, and they, and they 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 uh, they do incredibly well. These girls, they get put into. Uh, uh, housing that's uh for, for for them to rehabilitate and and to be cared for and to experience that new energy that they haven't had for a long time which is love and the comparison really was that you could i i you could i photographed these girls and they were just gl- actually literally glowing with light they really were beaming happy together they were bonded they, they'd survived the most terrific experience some of them were taken from their homes when they were 10 years old and like locked up in coffins in these um in these hideous slums um, and brothels and uh, and now they were able to see the light and be be like themselves and so they were kind of glowing with this new energy in the same way that a fluorescent diamond has got something trapped inside of it that and it can't release until it's put under a different energy source which in the diamond's case is ultraviolet light and in a human's case we light up when we're given the energy of love so that was there it's a it was just a, a different way of trying to, to to explain that classic story of when you set something free that some, and you give something love, like when it's animal or a person, that you will see that light. So, yes, a wonderful charity. So, uh, it's,
1: it's sad stories, but I'm glad you're bringing light to the situation. Uh, yeah, thank you.
0: <laughs> so, I read somewhere that you sort of needed to wait for the right time in order to start writing your stories. Yes. Do you remember kind of what that right time was, what you felt when you knew exactly that it was the time? Um,
2: I, I, I just was, a, it was, yes, it was a few years ago, and I, I was um, at an event, and I, it's the strangest thing, I do believe that, it's a, the Celestine Property, from my favorite book, and I really, really believe that there's no such thing as coincidence. And that you meet, we're meeting, interacting people all the time, and what's obviously very hard for all of us at the moment is that we're, those interactions are getting reduced dramatically at the moment. But in general life, normally, when we're not dealing with uh, what we're dealing with at the moment, that we are interacting and meeting people all the time, and we often might be missing these uh, these signs and messages that you're picking up on. Now, I obviously was going out photographing weddings, portraits, meeting all sorts of lovely people in, in very happy um, in, environment. But but I was starting to feel that there was something that I really... This dream kept coming back to me. And I've been talking about wanting to write this, these stories for a long, long time. My husband said it, I've been talking about it for 20 years now since he met me. Um, and it was at one particular wedding, and there was this... Um, there was this lady there and there was something about her she was very smiley as, as all people often are at weddings and mm-hmm. she had this absolutely gorgeous dress on it wasn't overstated it was just something caught my eye mm-hmm. and I, I, I just said to her I just said I absolutely love your your dress and uh, it's really nice you know and uh, she said she was so pleased I said that she said thank you for saying day now because I, I made this dress myself and i I'm a mom, and I've been thinking for a while that I want to go back into setting my own business up and, and and making dresses again. And I said, "Well, that's absolutely beautiful. You should definitely do that." And when we started talking about how we we were quite versatile people, we like to spread our creativity, our energy around. And I said, I, "I I love photographing, but I really have this need to write." And she in, then she said, "Well, that's funny. She said I'm also writing a book. So do you want to come to London and, and come to this?" Um, this uh, meeting of the authors, and uh, it, and once I I took the I, I heard that I thought there's a message here. I need to follow it, so I did it. And from there, I I was just so inspired that I I said like that, that I'm writing now, and uh, it all went from there. It just felt the right time. I makes sense.
1: <laughs> That's very interesting. I also believe that there's um a, you know there's no such coincidence, and there's you know when you're drawn to do something, you should do it. Absolutely. Um, are you self published
2: i am i am self published um i did um when I, when when i first started writing it was actually at that event uh, event i met a lovely lady who who's an agent and uh, worked very much in mind uh, body spirit uh books and um, we um she she was very encouraging and I, I i did um i did spend some time with with her uh, at the be- at the beginning to, uh, talking about going down a traditional publishing route um but as time as time, time went on, I just I, I again it was uh, another meeting that somebody told me about Mark Dawson, who you, I'm sure you've heard of. Mark Dawson is one of the is a, is a big author in the self publishing world, and uh, I I just running my own business, I, I, I felt that. I, I just kept getting sent in different directions by getting all this advice from the traditional publishing world, and one minute it was make it more YA, don't make it YA, sex it up a bit more, don't sex it up, and I was ending up with a bit of a mess, and it wasn't feeling authentic to me. And uh, so uh, uh, I, I decided to, to buy the Mark Dawson self-publishing um, course and uh, and and de- decided to go for it. And I was just I just realised I was happier doing it that way. Um, running my own business uh, I in photography, it made more sense that I would kind of try and do this myself in the way that I could control. And it is a real genre-crossing book. So I think it, I would have actually found it hard to, to pitch it in the same way to a, a, a traditional publisher, um, knowing what I know now, um, if that makes sense.
1: <laughs> I see that you um, have listed your charmed P- P- chameleon publishing so is that your own imprint? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. So I agree. I feel like all writers should think of writing as a business. And, I mean, it, it's overwhelming. And <laughs> think about creating a, a so-called business. Um, do you have any words of advice for someone who's maybe scared to move forward with creating their own
2: imprint? Um, I would say... Um, it's, 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 yeah I would say one of the bigger things of advice I would say is really think about who you want to you want to read the book uh it just if you really it, it, there's two ways of looking at it. If you if you just feel that you, there's a book inside of you and it's your passion project and it's in in it's just flowing out of you then write that and um and then every now and again take a step back and think okay where would this where, who is going to want to read this? And maybe even try and start thinking about putting a blurb even before you finish the end of it, because it can. when it comes to the marketing, it's so much easier, I think, if you've got something that you 100% know right. It's readers who love The Hunger Games, or it's readers that love um, The Girl on the Train, for example, you know, then then it, would, it will make your life a bit easier. However, I also think that the, there's a lot to be said for, for following your instincts, and um is there a book that it's trying to get out of you it could be that that's your uh it's your need inside my, my i think most people find that it's cathartic there's no doubt about it there's there's, there's um themes of of um of, of family bonds being broken uh, within and then trying to rec- trying to recover that and it's it, it is a romance story. So don't get me wrong. It, it all, you know the, the happy ending is all there, and, but it's that it's that, it's that journey from this other world trying to battle this idea of monogamy, the uh, um you know the idea that that's a that's a, a bad idea. So the it's, it's two worlds debating this monogamy idea, and I think that was me trying to 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 to, to move on and heal and understand what it was that I, in my in my emotional emotional side of my, my, my brain was trying to work out. And actually, I've just finished book three, and I felt incredibly... And the first book's actually called Release. Um, but it was when I finished book three that I actually did feel a sense of relief and a, a sense of release, if that makes sense, of relief and relief. Um, so it is a genre-bending book that I've written. Would I recommend everybody starts with a genre-bending book? Possibly no, because you might find the marketing a little bit more complicated. I and mean, in... Um, Whereas well, if you if you if you said right, I'm going to write um, a book that is completely focused on vampires or or witches, for example, you might find that it's easier to 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 go with. But if if that's not the the book that you want to start with, and there's something coming that that has to be come out of you, then it's the best way to to start that writing process. Otherwise, I don't think you'd be motivated to in you know, Well, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been. And I I love the Tandworth stories, and I love the diamond philosophy. And I'm 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 actually excited to to, to, um, release the the, the non-fiction book about my diamond philosophy uh, soon. And uh, that's, that's, again, it's it's, it's probably not an obvious market, but it's something that I just feel compelled to do and that I have something to say. You know, they say if you've got something to say, then um, then, then try and say it if you can. And even if one person hears it, why not? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I think in listening to you I'm getting the sense that anything you want to accomplish, whatever dream that you have, it seems like you're just going for it. So I guess my question is, what are some of the steps you take because a lot of people have fears and maybe they won't accomplish something or even try because of that. How do you do that in despite how many fears you might have?
2: Yeah, you mean the fear of the fear of
0: failure, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and oh my goodness, yeah, imposter syndrome. I mean, I, I don't think I have a very, I, I don't think I've got a very thick skin. I have, mm. I have two wonderful authors that I spend, a, I speak, I speak to most days, and. Um, we started the journey very soon with time to each other so we really support each other and help each other and we went on a little writing retreat recently well, before all of this happened in the world and um we uh, it, we would we were talking about reviews and and uh, sales and other things and, and and how don't give your book to don't don't expect that your neighbor down the road who who beats crime is going to understand your spacey romance because it's not their genre so mm-hmm. you know you, all those sort of things that you can't help doing. you want everybody to love it and everybody's going to love it, but the people that do are going to adore it, etc. Right. And they both—they did both say to me, oh, that I must realize that I am the one that's probably the most delicate. <laughs> They've oh, yeah, take things to heart. So it's a, it's a, it's a funny one because of, I, in some ways I surprised myself that even though... I I I I'm terrified of failing. I'm I'm I I hate failing. I'm terrible at it. I remember getting a C in my English class uh, in an English essay once, and I I I, I couldn't bear it because it was English. With my, with my subject, it was my subject. Just <laughs> that oh, I remember my mum my mum had to come into school and talk to the teacher because it was it was like oh can you can you please calm her down? She's so upset. Perfectionist, you know. And I've explored explored this even in the diamond, again, in the diamond philosophy that, you know, there's a whole industry where everything about weddings and the perfect day and the perfect the perfect dress and the perfect ring and 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 yeah what i love about when is when you start talking to people who understand diamonds who work in the diamond industry there's some um, you, some of the most amazing fascinating diamonds are ones that are considered not perfect mm-hmm. because they've got all these beautiful things inside of them if you look in in if you look under um uh, a microscope you'll see these amazing um, images inside a diamond once You've got diamonds that have hidden unicorns inside of them. The mm-hmm. diamonds that got um, hidden—also uh, one of them, I can't remember. Oh, uh, wishing on the star type of um, image inside a diamond. So mm-hmm. you know that idea of being perfect. It is so hard to try and pursue in life and yet we all try and do it and come on how many people say they're going to write a book and i think it's it, i think it's the fear of failure that stops people doing it because it, i'm sure there's so many people that have stories they want to get out um and it, it's not going to be perfect um it, it but that's probably what the, the it, there's probably a lot of beauty in that imperfection as well and that and and, and i'm I write it and I keep telling myself it, but I, by, by no means am I somebody who's got a thick skin. I'm not. I just go, I go, I just do it anyway. I right. <laughs> feel the fear of doing it. I have to do it because it's, yeah, it's a battle that I, I, I just, I, I weirdly, I'm a I, it was better, my author friend said, we must be faded. Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> Why do we torture ourselves? I don't know. Right. I think that's great advice for
1: somebody just starting out or thinking about starting out writing. I,
2: I I, yeah i just think feel the fear and do it anyway i know it definitely it's not a new phrase it's been said a million times over but um I, I just think why not you know and the people that have enjoyed reading my story i, I it's, it's so lovely that they said that oh, i've never read that that's much a news story and, and it's made me think it's about things. and, and i i, just, I I'm looking forward to hopefully finding more readers that enjoy it and then I can have that discussion with them because I, I get so passionate about it. I'm loving talking to you now just because I get passionate talking about these things because it's what I love. Because, right.
0: Um, <laughs> I think... Oh, Go ahead.
2: I'm the, I was going to say to you, sorry, um, I just thought about on that side of perfection. Um, I'm, uh, I, 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 was, I was born with a hearing loss. Mm. And so I, I wear hearing aids, and um, and I remember the child always thinking that I was a bit. In England, there were these little cartoon when I was growing up called the Raggy Dolls, and the Raggy Dolls were these little. They, in, in there was this toy, this toy factory, um, and all these dolls looked exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And they had to be perfect. And if you weren't perfect, you got taken off the uh, production line and put in like um, uh, scrap uh, heat, heat, you know, the the, the rubbish heap. Mm-hmm. And these were the raggedy dolls, the ones that were imperfect, that had like only one eye or oh. 50 of people all over the place. And uh, but they were fantastic little characters. These these sort of really cute, look, imperfect-looking dolls. And I loved it because I used to, I used to walk around saying to my mum, "I'm a raggy doll. I never would have made that doll production line." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Um, uh, and uh, and I think that's what I think that's underneath it all. I think that's what what what, what drives me to just keep kind of, like keep pursuing things that uh, that make sense to me. And, it, and you, you're not going to it's not going to be perfect, but but there'll be something really unique and special about that. And that, that 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 kind of is probably what underneath it all I think drives me to do that.
0: Right. I think obviously you know a lot of people's definition or view of success is different. What's your view yeah. on that, and what do you want to see for the future as an author?
2: um oh, that's a really good question That's a really good question. What is success i i I feel for me there's no doubt about it i would I would love to be able to contribute. A uh, so, so, uh, um, uh, financial success to, into into my family, uh, 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 more more of that, would even, that would be even great. If like, I more books, I could sell, the more I could do that. Of course, there's right. no doubt about right. that. Particularly in light like of the fact that it's quite hard to photograph at the moment um, because uh, <laughs> right really not. Yeah, yeah, that's it's not easy time, and I, I'm obviously and in, in discussion with my wedding clients at the moment, and it's really really hard time for them trying to decide what to do. So, uh, um, but in terms of success for me, I honestly feel that if I, I would love to think that I could. I would just want to, to think that I could have made a little bit of, a, a difference to somebody when they're reading a book. You know, and if I could write something that makes people enjoy it, but also feel inspired by 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 some, something that they've read, whether it's about the, the diamond philosophy, about love stories. Um, even oh, if, 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 if I, I, I can help to raise awareness that you can fear, I, I just would really be happy if I thought that I I made any little, any difference out there, or that, that would be su- success to me when it comes down to it, yeah.
1: Okay. Now, your Tondro seri- series, there's three books, Release, yes. Reach, and Exchanges due out in September. When, uh, when you started that series, did you know from the beginning that it was going to be three books?
2: Well, um, it's it's going to be more now. Actually, <laughs> um, oh, good. I I thought it was going to be a, I, I intended it to be a trilogy, um, but uh, I I think I can see it being more of a five part series. Um, but yes, it's you've got you've got just the characters. There's so much more that that need to be explored with them. Um, so. I think that I, I, the, way I'm, the way I planned it out, it will, be, it will be five books. Yeah, but I am having this. This is advice I got from a, an author friend of mine. I, I've completed book three, and. And it, it, in a way, it is a bit like a trilogy in itself, but I, I definitely feel there's more to be told in that story, which is why I'd like to write two more to go. i maybe, maybe more laughing that, who knows? Um, there, there are characters, in, it's a generational story, though, so between the two worlds. It's this, just this time travel, so that just opened so many doors for me to be able to do that, which is really nice. But I am taking a bit of a breather, now that I've written that, from Tandro. Because I'm I'm writing a, a dark paranormal romance series, which um, is really is really quite different. So it, it, it's more contemporary, um, urban fantasy type setting as well. So, but because I, I, my author friend said to me, sometimes you need you've been writing that for a long time now, you need to let the, let those characters have a little bit of a breather and your own brain to just try try experimenting with something else to give you give, give yourself an energy reboot and then come back for it. And it was really good advice because. I have this idea, and this time I've, I've approached it, I've written, I've got the hook and I've got the blurb before I've written the, the story. So, and that's actually made planning it really helpful. So that's great. And I'm, it's coming out, it, it, I'm writing it quite quickly. And I'm writing this one in, I'm actually writing this one in first person, which is really interesting, because I did, I, with tango, I was kind in third person, so I thought I'd give that a go. And it, it definitely suits this story more, um, then you know, I don't know if you found that or other authors say that sometimes they they will switch the way that they write according to the story and the, the story and the characters sometimes tell you that. I did I tried both ways and it was definitely a first person story this
1: series. So. Right, right. I always say, you know, it's it's how you want the story to sound. Do you want to be in the hearing now or like removed from what's yeah. happening? Um so that's interesting.
2: Yeah. That's exactly what it was like when I was making a decision, yeah.
1: So your covers are beautiful. Um, do you have them made, or you make them yourself?
2: Um, no, I do not make them myself. Um, no, I mean, I, when I first asked it, I thought, "Oh, I'm a photographer. I, I, I can design. I can design wedding albums." But, but, but I think, no, that, that I, I definitely needed a, a cover designer, and it's a it's fantastic, fantastic guy called David Laurie. and he, um, it's just, I, I, lo- I love them. It, 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 it to me, they. They 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 kind of speak of the energy that I wanted to come out of, of the uh, of the look. So I'm glad you like them. Thank you. <laughs> so I think
1: that's all the questions we have for today. Is there anything else you want to share? Or
2: uh, no, I, I thank you very much. I really I really appreciate you taking time to talk to me. Thank you. No, um, thank you. Excellent. And we'll look forward to your
1: your new release coming out later uh, this year. Yes, I hope actually. Yes, that and your be- and your non-fiction book
2: yeah that that um that's ready. that should be out soon as well yeah um, uh, and I, I i'm hoping to bring book three in the series forward i've got it on pre-order for september um but it's already in the editing stage so that should hopefully be out in the next few weeks it's always better to give yourself some time and be right already. right yeah <laughs>
1: yeah awesome well thank you so nice to meet you and best of
2: luck okay great you too thank you
1: If you made it this far, you survived another episode of Married to My Writing. Stay tuned for our next episode when we interview Maggie Lynn Herrenheidel. Until then.